This is a post-Christian podcast. We are the Sacred Collective. All are respected. All are heard. All are welcomed. Join us. Welcome to the Sacred Collective. Um, We are doing a crossover this week with Loosen the Bible Belt, which is another post-Christian podcasting um, that Caleb does. And um, we're, the crossover is um, Lawrence Richardson, who is um, a UCC minister, um, like myself, United Church of Christ. And we want to give a platform to him and other um, pastors who are persons of color. Lawrence is a black man. And just to see their perspective, um, not just as a black person, but as a clergy member, um, and to see how, how it's affecting them as a minister, but then just, you know, hearing their voices as a person of color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it really fits in with our, uh, kind of series that we're doing right now with, you know, with the, uh, with the theme of our past few episodes. And it's cool that the, the rest of the crew, with me over there at Loose the Bob Belt was down to do a little episode swap. So we're going to have an episode playing on their feed this week and they'll, uh, and we'll be playing their episode on our feed. So we maybe can do some cross pollination. If you enjoy Sacred Collective, you just might like Loose in the Bible Belt and vice versa. Yeah. I mean, I want to shout out to Loose in the Bible Belt. Not only does Caleb do a fantastic job with all the editing and, and all the audio stuff, but it's a really sweet podcast that um jay baker and Kristen becker do so check them out um and so yeah um they're good people sweet enjoy welcome to loosen the bible belt um we're kind of doing an infield report uh with our good friend reverend pastor lawrence richardson (laughs) that's two pastors ways of doing it um and 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 we're all here we're uh kind of skyping in so the audio might not be the the best right now but um we we felt like it was important to uh check in with lawrence and uh of course myself we're uh in minneapolis where uh george floyd's life was uh was taken was he was murdered if uh by a police officer uh a week ago, and uh, so we're just gonna, you know, lot, of, lot, of, lots happening here. A lot of, a lot of uh, civil unrest, uh, riots, all sorts of things. And, and so we're, let's just check in with Lawrence. Lawrence, uh, you, you, you did church today. Um, so how, how is that going? And, 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 you know, fill us in. What's going on? You know, church was uh, powerful today. Uh, it, it also is Pentecost Sunday, so. Uh, there was an opportunity to talk about the fire of the Holy Spirit and the fires that we have witnessed around our Twin Cities and and what God can be calling us to do in this time and how we can respond. Uh, We had a vigil, a virtual online vigil after, uh, uh, I guess that's double online, uh, virtual (laughs) online. (laughs) We had an online vigil for uh, George Floyd. Uh, with our congregation uh, after worship. And then, uh, yeah, now I'm uh, out uh, in St. Paul. Uh, there's a number of folks gathered at the state capitol. Uh, of course, uh, it's it's all peaceful demonstration at this point. Uh, people are 
just wanting to make their presence known and their voices heard uh, about the changes that we all need to, to experience to feel safer uh, in, in, the, in our state. Where, 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 where were you when you uh, saw the video or heard about uh, George Floyd's murder? Actually, I had just woken up. Uh, <laughs> it's like Tuesday morning. Uh, I have this routine where I watch the news and check all of the messages, emails and, you know, news sites, that sort of thing. And it was just like first thing in the morning. And that's when I woke up to. And it was just like immediately I went into this um, like deep lament and and uh, almost worship, worship, uh, deep, deep worship of just connecting with God and being spiritually opened up to the pain that uh, grieving yet another uh, life uh, lost uh, produces within someone. And it's so visceral. It it brings back generations of trauma and and pain. And so just holding space for that. Uh, and, And then it was just getting out into the streets and calling my people and family members and letting everyone know where I was and just trying to see, you know, assess what was happening and what the response would be. And then things shifted. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I got the, I saw the video almost as soon as it came out. And uh, honestly, with no, n- nothing except pre- police brutality, I think was written on it. And so I watched it and, and, and was, was, uh, terrified that I was watching this because I'm sitting there with the people who are there, you know, filming this saying, please take your leg off, take your leg off. And I'm going like, God, this isn't happening. This, this, this isn't going to happen this way. Like he's, he's going to, he's going to move. Something's going to happen. And, um, it it was, was horrific. And, And then right after that, I heard the, the first announcement that the police said, Oh, medically, you know, someone who is medically sick and, and, you know, and her, you know what I mean? Like the, the, the police came out and, and literally lied to us immediately, immediately. We were lied to, like they were doing everything they could to cover this up right off. While we watched it lied directly to our faces while we all watched it happen. I mean, how, how, as, 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 uh, I mean, a, a black man, I mean, how, uh, and a human being, you know, I mean, uh, you know, what, what is the, emotionally, what is the first reaction to this? It's more of the same rage. Someone asked me the other day if I felt anger. No, I don't feel anger. I feel a deep sadness and, and profound rage. Uh, constantly every day there are stories like this every day there are lies and cover-ups every day for the last 400 years i've had uncles and cousins and family members and people in the black community that i've heard about or read about or seen movies about that have been murdered uh whether it's by a police officer or white nationalist or you know someone a clan member someone who just wanted to you know uh share their evil uh, or uh, take out their frustrations on someone else. And there's countless stories of this throughout all of American history. So it's a co- consistent state of sadness and rage. Well, how, how do you, I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of lost in all this. I mean, being in the midst of it and, and watching this happen again and, 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 uh, and just, you know, 
the blatantness of this video, uh, the blatant racism, and uh, just just seeing any human life taken in front of you, uh, and then adding to it that this is uh, my one of my black brothers going through the, seeing this again because when I was in New, living in New York, I saw almost the exact same thing happen, um, and it's just you go like. The horror of it. Um, how? What do you think of of, of, of the of, of the reaction of our community? Uh, how Minneapolis has reacted to this? Um, what is? Do you have a reflection on that of, of what's been happening here? I'm really proud of our, our community. Uh, I, I believe that there are uh, obviously are problems in uh, the Minneapolis Police uh, Department. Uh, but there are obviously problems all around our state and in every institution, especially ones that are predominantly white or governed by uh, predominantly white uh, people, uh, because there are just, I mean, yes, there's the uh, overt bigotry, but there's also just ignorance and blindness. Um, and, and so I think that our community seeing something so visceral, so real, so unquestionable, uh, we are people that rise to the occasion, and I, I have been proud of our community. There have been people uh, protesting. There have been people cleaning up the destruction that uh, mostly has been caused by outside agitators. There have been people, you know, down at the Capitol uh, saying, you know, we're not going to let this happen again. And I just pray that that, that is really the case. When when you say outside agitators, is there a way to identify their intent and and like you know, not that I want to say which side they're on. I'm I'm of the theory of it. Kind of takes all kinds. And if if we all hate the system for the wrong reasons, it's not going to matter as long as we all hate the system together, right? So like if we're all trying to burn it down, uh, I'm just curious because it, it, I've heard that a lot, and I believe that's happening. And it seems like everyone's trying to figure out whose side are they on. Right. Like these are, are they trying to make it look like, you know, people of color are starting to dem- starting riots and burning things down? Or are they trying to give the police force, you know, uh, a reason to use live ammo? Like, what does it feel like? Uh, so I, I will uh, after our broadcast forward a document that I received uh, from uh, our. Some of our leadership uh, and, and they're is a definite reason to believe that there is a coordinated effort. Uh, There are a couple of organizations that have been named in that document uh, that are predominantly white nationalist organizations that uh, go into situations similar to ours uh, with the intent to mix into the crowd uh, and then to uh, uh, kind of arouse energy um, by perhaps chanting negative things or taunting uh, law officials, uh, and, and then getting people to kind of uh, pr- be provoked to violence. Uh, there are also um, uh, there's also reason to believe that their strategy included uh, uh, places that would destabilize local economies uh, first, and then the strategy. Uh, it, it is believed to be the case that the strategy will move to. Uh, churches and uh, synagogues. Uh, and so a number of us have been ordered to 
uh, prepare our buildings uh, for that. Uh, if that is the case, uh, last night was relatively quiet. There were uh, some things that uh, people were caught doing to taunt or try to provoke uh, communities of color. Um, there were cars just, you know, running through the streets and going the opposite direction and stopping. Can I just point out how ignorant racists are? Like, do you really, like, I I don't say that I am the most woke person or the most in tune with people of color. I have not lived that experience. But how racist are you to think that you're going to sell the story that people of color burnt down their own churches? Get the fuck out of here. Like, do you really think that anyone is going to buy that? You can't, that's impossible. That's like, that's not even uh, like they're gonna they're gonna do that and think that we don't know that it's them doing that are you kidding me like sorry <sighs> okay that's where we are yeah that's I mean, where we are i mean and and and, and i you know i was I, I you know strangely enough one of the local news shows i i, I saw when uh the lake uh, Lake Street, um, the Lake Sh- Street uh, post office was burnt down. Uh, before it was burnt down, I saw the people breaking into it, and it was five white people breaking into the, you know. And, and my thought was, is well, maybe this is you know, young NAFTA, is it NAFTA? Antifa. Antifa, you know, people are, are doing that. But I saw, I was thinking like. What they don't realize is, is is what they're doing is not going to be brought back onto them. It's going to be brought back onto my, you know, my my people of color in my community. You know, it, it's going to be brought back to you know the, the folks that I live with. You know, it's it's not going to be brought back onto them wherever they're from. You know, people aren't going to be blaming them and you know not knowing if they're white supremacists or if they're misguided people. Um, <clears throat> No, you know, I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know. You know, I, I was, you know, that's why I reached out to you pretty much right away. And also, you know, what, what, what do we do as, as white brothers and sisters in this, you know, um, how do we be faithful friends? You know, I, I like the word, I, I mean, I use the word ally, but I, I often feel like that's just like, I'm just next to you. And, and with friendship, I feel like I'm with you. And so, how do we be friends and allies? And, and what we what do we do in this time uh, of, of unrest? Well, Jay, I just want to say thank you for your friendship and for you know for all of you and for uh, Caleb and Kristen for just the space that you provide. Um, so, thank you for being who you are. And uh, I would say uh, the the first thing that comes to mind is Martin Luther King Jr.'s letter uh, from a Birmingham jail. And just reading that uh, again and again until we all can embody those words and then take those words into our actions, uh, into our relationships, into the conversations that we have with people that might not necessarily agree or like all people or understand what's the big deal. Um, and, and I think that's the first place we all need to begin is, is really just listening and holding space for the truth uh, that other people share that we might not share. What does a tangible takeover of the government look like? <laughs> no, honestly, like if because right now, I don't know if things are still burning, but it's Sunday still. I know L.A. I'm in L.A. Things were pretty happening last night and. 
it, it feels like this is how every society imposes real structural changes. You do have to burn it down and you do have to start all over. So it, it, I don't know. Leadership structure, what happens to get the most tangible change out of the, these protests? Like, you know, I'm, I'm down to keep burning until they arrest the other three guys. I'm down for that. I'm, I, I am. I'm, I'm down for uh, give me a plan of new law enforcement. Everyone's fired. Start all over from scratch. Like, how do we really – I've never been in a revolution before. <laughs> so, like, what do I do next? Um, and I'm just going to listen and let you tell me. Sorry, but <laughs> – Well, I, I appreciate that question because – that is the moment that we're in. And uh, the destabilization of negative uh, forces or unhelpful government or uh, destructive leadership uh, is absolutely where we need to focus our energy. Uh, what that looks like, uh, I don't believe that violence uh, is the answer um, because that's what we're fighting right now. But I do believe that when people feel the hardest hit, whether it's uh, in their pockets or, uh, you know, th their, you know, actual physical safety uh, or emotional terror, uh, that's when people uh, tend to wake up. Um, and if any of us were sleepwalking before this, we're certainly not now. Uh, and, and so I think uh, it really is each state, each city, uh, each municipality uh, coming together and, and designing what uh, the demands are. And if the demands can be uh, coordinated across the nation that that result in uh, the, the, the destabilization of whatever leadership structure that we're focused on uh, or the replacement of certain leaders, uh, then may that be the case. Uh, maybe those demands will also, like you said, include instructions for the complete uh, reform of all of American policing. Uh, and so I think those are definite places that we could start and put our energy. How do we get the person, and I don't know, and I used to be this person, and I'm sorry, um, how do we get the person from why would you burn down your own neighborhood to fuck right, burn it down? Because I'm now at fuck right, burn it down, but I very, I used to be, Oh, why would you burn down your own neighborhood? And I don't think it's just because I moved out of Louisiana. Like, I don't think that's the only reason. And so, but I know that that's, those are the two different types of middle-aged white ladies, right? Like, frankly, and, and both consider themselves to be good Americans. And I'm struggling with communicating it and doing work I should be doing with middle-aged white ladies. <laughs> so what, what do I, what do I say, Lauren? <laughs> You know, it's, it's, it's similar to when someone um, who lives in the suburbs goes to, uh, you know, uh, a, a desolate area and then remains there for a couple of weeks, whether it's a mission trip or, you know, safari. And it's the reality <laughs> that, like, wow, people really don't live like us. And, and to understand that when you don't have any perspective, uh, that it's impossible to understand the other side. Uh, what I will say, though, is that when people feel uh, desperate enough, hungry enough, uh, homeless enough, um, ill enough, and they don't believe that their state, their city, their neighbors cares about them, they have absolutely nothing to lose and everything to gain, 
by destruction of everything around them because that inward pain is being turned outward. And then once everything is burnt down, we have no choice but to listen to one another and rebuild. Now, I'm not advocating for that, but I feel as though if that were the case, uh, that would be the outcome. I've been, ref- you know, reflecting on on Dr. King. Obviously, uh, I watched uh, an interview with uh, Cornell West uh, yesterday, and he has always been you know, just a huge inspiration for my work. And uh, did you did you happen to see the uh, press conference? Uh, are you familiar with Killer Mike? Um, he is. Uh, a rapper mm-hmm. out of Atlanta, and his father was a police officer. I'll send you. I'll, I'll send you a link to his talk, and because uh, I would love for you to, to see it and, and hear your feedback. And you know, he was talking about the need for us to create our communities into refugees, refuges for you know, a refuge for people and for our hurting. You know, and 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 beating people down at the polls and and things like that. Um, which was really good, but at the same point, you know, I, I've lost so much faith in politics, you know, and seen so many different politicians come and go um, that I think that we as the community, and I was going to contact you about this later, is we have to go in and meet with people from the police department and from these organizations and start to say, you know, we've got to create another – there's got to be another organization, another way to to train each other. There's got to be serious reform. I started to read uh, – the Good Friday Agreement last night, which was the uh, peace agreement in Northern Ireland um, when they were having civil war for almost 100 years. And they created a peace agreement and an oversight of the police as well that has been unprecedented. But, we, you know, it was 20 years ago and maybe even 30 years ago, and people don't talk about it. It's, you know, it's mm-hmm. history. But looking at ways that we could, you know, move forward, but also with the realization, and I think this is where I have a hard time with folks that I communicate with, is convincing them to put in the hard work, you know, to take the time that, you know, that sometimes our more radical moves or our social media or certain things like that don't change overnight. But how can we encourage each other and stay strong in the fact of working towards complete change that's not always you know showing up to a rally but it's having the meetings with community leaders it's creating our own community groups it's sitting down with the leaders of the police department and 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 encouraging other people to do this in their cities as well i i don't know if that's you know that's a long-term view um but what do you have any reflections on something like that I believe that uh, it's a both and in in that situation because it will take uh, absolute boots on the ground reform and it will also take the long term uh, thoughtful and very strategic uh, rebuilding of our infrastructure. Hey, it's, it down. Yeah, I mean it's just hard for me because because uh, one, I'm a white heterosexual male who doesn't feel like you know i'm like yeah it's not looking good for you buddy i don't want to break this to you but you know so i'm not going to come in and be like here i'm here to save everyone um come on guys um at, at the same point you know my leaders are malcolm x and and, and martin luther king jr and you know and, and people like cornell west but also you know people like joe strummer and chuck d um, so punk rockers and you know all these people uh, who, who've made social 
change or, or spoken out. Um, so I just want to be a part of it. I want to be an ally, and I want to be. Uh, if I have to be the bad cop to be order for my brothers and sisters to be the good cop, you know, I mean, I just you know, with my LGBTQ work in the past, that, that was often a, a role that I would take. Um, but I just want to. I want to see the world change. I want it to be safer for my African-American brothers and sisters. And I honestly want it to be safer for my two little kids, you know, who are white. And I don't know what their sexual preferences are at this point. But, you know, I also want it to be safe for them. You know, I, I, I just want, you know, we need radical change. Because we think like, oh, you know, well, it's just the black community who's being attacked and stuff. So we need to change it for them. But eventually this is going to spill over and it does spill over to people with economics, you know, poor people. And, you know, I mean, it's just this will continue to happen or people who aren't this political party or people who aren't this, you know. And um, I don't think people realize that what what what, you know, the, the I think King saw that when he was doing the, the garbage worker strikes and things like that realizing that you know this is just this is going to continue to spread this isn't going to just this is going beyond what we realize uh, of putting human humans in danger and uh i don't know if that's another way to bring in more people to say you know we got to wake up well this is a crash course i mean we're in the middle of a crash course i think right it's um how we best learn we're experiential <laughs> yeah, the, now we're like, okay, Black Lives Matter, and you ca- you can't kill just one person and think that you're driving out a message. Okay, great. Now we <laughs> now they're just starting to kill a lot of people. We're like, all right, we're not going to do that either. So now we have to burn it down. I keep saying burn it down. <laughs> I don't know why. I am. I do think it takes all kinds. I think people have to burn it down first, and then the leaders. Because I just online debate. Somebody's like, I want to hear from strong leaders. I'm like, yeah, no, those come after we burn it down. Because we've been sending you the strong leaders, we've been shooting them. So like now we have to burn it down so that way when our strong leaders get here, they can lead the, to the future. Because all that's happening is you keep telling me to bring you strong leaders and you keep fucking killing them. So <laughs> do over. Now, uh, let's say – is are there groups that people should be donating to? Are there um, Are there letters people should be writing if they don't have money to donate to? Like what – do you have any short or, or even resources we can point people to who are like, I feel helpless. I have a whole lot of white guilt I'm wasting right now that could be put to good use somewhere. Um, what can I do from my home or anything? Yeah, I have a whole document that I will send. You. Sweet. Amazing. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. 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 Thank you so and much. We can um, link it to this as well. Yeah, we'll get everybody as much as we can do whatever we can do. And thank you so much. For your time right now, I'm sure that this is exhausting. Um, it is, but I can't imagine being anywhere else uh, other than with my people. So thank you, and thank you for the opportunity to, to talk with you today. Thank you Love so you, much. Lawrence. Right. Stay talk safe. You yeah, you too. Talk to you soon. Take care. Okay.